Owl Watch is presented by Duffy's, Ready Sports Drink, Rachel's Palm Beach, Good Greek Moving and Storage, and Celsius. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. A big teddy takeover. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. In for Ken Levicka, who we're still waiting we're still waiting to get that confirmation that he and the Florida Atlantic Owls have touched down in the city that, again, made me. Houston, Texas, Final Four site, Saturday, FAU versus San Diego State at NRG Stadium. So, of course, myself, Stone Lebanowitz, Jeanette Javier here for Ken Levick Alive holding the fort down. I'm doing it from Houston. Y'all are doing it from West Palm. How is it today out there in the city, baby? I mean, you know it is shining bright. There's not a cloud in the sky. Love it. It's uh, 84 degrees. Come on. It can't be any more perfect than it is right now. Perfect. Jeanette, after kicking it like like nobody's ever kicked it before. My, my fiance, by the way, Ashley, was with Jeanette uh, partying after that Elite Eight win, FAU over Kansas State, 79-76. That helped them punch their ticket to the Final Four. Um, yeah, I heard you were getting after it, Jeanette. Any regrets outside of the lost wallet? Any regrets from, from how heavy y'all kicked it in New York City? No, I had a blast. And for more background information, I Uh-oh. had an Astros game to work at 11 o'clock here in West Palm Beach. <laughs> oh so How I, did that come out? It was actually a blast. Like, And what a great problem to have. You see your alma mater win, book a ticket to the Final Four at MSG, and then I have to come back home and work the final spring training game for the World Series champ at Houston Astros. So it was all a great – it was pure adrenaline. I went to bed at 6 p.m. and didn't wake up the next day till like, 9 a.m. Absolutely you, insane, but I would do it all over again. Hands and you deserve it. You deserve it. For me to be able to see this, this happen and be with them through the tournament, but also to be able to look up in the stands and know that you, Jeanette, made it in the building, that Brian Rowitz, who is also an alum, mm-hmm. I, I reminded him, he is also an alum, Brian McLevitt Rowitz, oh, though he only had a, a semester <laughs> or whatever he did, his little cup of, cup of coffee at FAU. Exactly. He is alum as well. Seeing you guys being able to make the trip um, to the Elite Eight, I was a little anxious. I was a little worried because I'm like, man, I would hate for y'all to make that trip all the way here and this be the one they lose. But, of course, Mm-mm. Dusty May and those owls had no plans of doing that. Stone, do we do we still have the audio from this morning, again, from uh, Dusty May addressing the media yep. before the owls took off? Again, the owls are in the, in the air right now, but if you want your quick owl update – as we continue Owl Watch, which has taken over the city of Houston, Texas now. Here's Dusty May this morning addressing the media before they took off. 
It's another Wednesday, and uh, just like we've done the last five, six, eight Wednesdays, whatever the case, we're, we're ready to play a game. Dusty, do you ever get tired of the fans kind of sending you off like this? No, we, we would never we would never get tired of, of people showing appreciation to our guys. What's your message to Owl Nation? Show up, get ready for, this is just a start, it's just a start. How does it feel to see this kind of crowd? It's awesome, it's great for our guys, it's great for our university. What are you telling your guys about the focusing as far as trying to beat the Aztecs? We, we've done the same thing for five, six months. These guys have done it with, with great longevity and, and effort, and that's not going to change now. Thank you guys. Thank see, you. See, see, See you Tuesday. Now, again, for context, FAU plays Saturday night. If they win, they play again for the national championship Monday night. Therefore, Dusty May's message to the Owls fans, see you Tuesday. How does that start making you feel, Jeanette? I guess I'll see you Monday. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. I guess I'll see you Monday. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can I give you guys a quick insight, too, on just how big this is? Obviously, this is – Ken has said it a million times – the biggest story – out of sports in Palm Beach County and yep. the Treasure Coast ever, ever for Florida Atlantic. They started the program in 88 to be in the Final Four. The biggest story ever. For WPTV, when they first started this run in Columbus, opening round, 9 seed versus 8 seed Memphis, I was the lone person sent, right? ESPN West Palm, GKB sent me solo with the camera. I was a one-man band. I held it down for those two games in Columbus. Then we go to New York City. WPTV sends me a photographer, James, who was amazing. We were able to do some great work, had a lot of great coverage, teamwork, make the dream work. We had two people on the ground at Madison Square Garden from uh, the ESPN 106.3 and WPTV team. And now that the party has made its way to Houston, we got myself, we got Holly Davis, who is also a fellow Hamptonian, but she's an anchor on the morning shows at WPTV, and two photographers, so count them, four, four warm human bodies ready to cover these owls as they try to make history here in Houston, Texas. That's how incredible this run has been. It started off with a one-man band, and now we've got a full team. We could damn near step out there and play a basketball game with a starting five stone. Mm, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that with the, four, with the four that you just mentioned. With the average height of five foot three. I mean, it just, it just wouldn't bode well. But it, it, it just does speak to how special the, the run is in general, right? Because FAU, obviously not expecting to make it this far. So, yeah, let's just send Ken Levick out there, right? He knows what he's doing. He's done plenty of, of remote broadcasts by himself. He doesn't need any help. Go on out there, Ken. Take take on this Memphis team. Woo! And, and thinking that he's going to obviously make the trip back down to Boca and not return. And you for having being blessed to even have the opportunity to go to Houston and then to MSG and stuff. It just speaks to the fact that this is was not expected by anybody. It is it a is. Cinderella run in a lot of people's eyes. It just uh, it hasn't quite sank in yet. And I say that as somebody who's not even a part of it. Like Jeanette, like you, like Ken. It, but it is cool to to be back here kind of holding it down, and everybody feels the same way about it. St Stone, we got to go to break, but can you tell me about those capos? Yes, I can. Right, football is on its way when we're talking about the NFL, but there is a team that is hooping right now, and that is the Palm Beach Capos. Palm Beach County's newest adult amateur semi-pro football team is back and better than ever. The Palm Beach Capos are part of a local competitive league with a slate of 12 games, four of them being played already 2-2 two and two on the season. Next one coming up on April 8th. 
on Wellington High School kickoff at 6 p.m. Make sure to show up early and tailgate with me and the rest of the ESPN West Palm team. You can purchase tickets at the gate for only $10 and make sure you follow these guys on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, that's Twitter, that's Instagram, at Palm Beach Capos, C-A-P-O-S, and the website, palmbeachcapos.com. Com. We're tailgating? Yeah, we can tailgate. Oh, <laughs> Let's do it. Ken Levick alive from the city that Beyonce and Meg the Stallion made, Houston, Texas, on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. I, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how many articles I read, how many tweets I I scour through, how many just in general posts, texts, calls I'm getting. I still can't believe this run right here. The Florida Atlantic Owls, 35-3 all the way to the Final Four, and they've got me right now sitting in Houston, Texas, waiting on on their arrival, Stone Lebanowitz, waiting on them to get here so that they can play two games, hopefully, for a shot at bringing national championship back to Boca Raton, I'm living a dream right now, Stone. And I, I honestly, one of the one of the only bad parts of it, I wish you could be here with me, man. But you're holding it down in West Palm. What's happening, baby? Definitely holding it down. And it was really cool to see Dusty May and the rest of the FAU squad head out to the airport. Right, all the media they got to sit and do interviews. Dusty spoke to all the cameras and whatnot. Guys are putting out tweets for the Boys and Girls Club. It's a really awesome scene down here in the sunny side. So, you know, not that upset. I don't know how the weather is up there. You know what it is down here. <laughs> I know what it is at all times down there. It's, it's pretty good out here, too. It's pretty good. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not hot. It's not like a blaring heat. It's not summer yet here in Houston. So once it does get to summer in Houston and you get those 100 days of 100 degrees like I was used to in my childhood, that's when it gets unbearable. But right now is like the perfect time to be out here, man. It's, uh, it's lovely the uh, the basketball is in the air be- between the McDonald's All American yeah. uh, competitions being out here. LeBron James and LeBron James Jr. out here hoping, and then of course the Final Four are on the precipice of of uh, crowning a champion in NCAA Division One. <laughs> I've been so locked in those stones. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's been all FAU for you, and and you know you haven't been on the show yesterday. You hopped on with us Monday, but your eyes were drooping all the way to the floor. You couldn't even see straight. <laughs> all your takes were delusional. You've been missing out on a lot. And a guy like me, I stay locked in with all this kind of stuff. I stay locked in. Well, the stone. That's your persona, though, right? Like I feel like the difference between you and I, as I've done this journey with with the Owls from Columbus, Ohio, to New York City, and now to Houston, Texas. I've been all things else. The podcast I've listened to have now switched to just predominantly college basketball or FAU talk. Everything I'm reading um, on my phone, be it tweets or articles, it's all FAU. What's Dusty May going to craft up for the Owls? Can they mount another upset? Is this a Cinderella team or just a powerhouse out of the CUSA? That's been my whole focus, but I feel like the difference is if you were in this position, you still would be locked in on all things sports. So I'm, I'm going to have to how about we do this? How about I lean on you right quick, Stone? As the guy who is literally at any time of the day, I feel like I can call you at 2 a.m. or 10 a.m. or 3 p.m. and you're doing something centered around watching sports, consuming sports, maybe uh, on one of those apps, maybe uh, conjuring up a, uh, a parlay of some <laughs> sorts. Stone the Banowitz, can you help me out here? Can you clue me in on what the heck has been going on outside of this unprecedented, glorified 
FAU Owls run to the Final Four? Honestly, I would love to, right? They, they all come off the top of my head right now. How about I go through a list five through one, and then we chat five. about them. And then we chat okay. about them. That work okay. for you? I'm with it. I'm with it, baby. What you got? Because let's start me off easy, though, man. Don't don't shock me. Like I, again, I feel like the groundhog about to come out of the hole, or maybe even Aaron Rodgers, your idol, about to come out of the, out of the uh, darkness retreat to come into these sports stories. So so ease me into it, if you will. And typically, you know, on Greeny, which you can hear at 10 a.m. <laughs> to whatever, they got they got imaging, right? Number five. So I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll do my best with my own voice. But number five, you said you wanted me to take it easy. I'll take it easy here. Caitlin Clark, Theo of Iowa. Their first 41-point triple-double sends Iowa to its first Final Four in 30 years. Theo, I know you see the highlights. I know you see it scrolling, but flat out, this girl is a bucket. Caitlin Clark is a problem. And here's a really big stat for you, Theo. This Iowa-Louisville game that just aired two days ago drew 2.5 million viewers on ESPN. That was on Sunday, of course. More than any of ESPN's NBA games this season. That is incredible. And honestly, you know what? It's funny because we we everybody has all of those. You know, when you hop on Twitter and you see any kind of stat or any kind of post about women's basketball or women's sports in general, you see the trolls, right? You see the people talking about yeah. nobody watches. Well, here is right in the face of all of that, the women's tournament shining brighter than the biggest stage that basketball quote-unquote presents in the NBA. That's crazy, man. And you know what I've been hearing? I don't know if you, Stone, are, are, are with this, but are we watching maybe the the budding of the greatest women's basketball player ever in Caitlin Clark? Like, I saw a couple tweets about that. I haven't watched a full live game. I've seen a bunch of highlights. Is that even something we can flirt with right now? I, I, I think we can, right? I'm not too it's informed crazy. on the situation of some of the, the goats that are the Sue Birds. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But but what Caitlin Clark is doing right now, I mean, it's just different, right? In that game against Louisville, eight of fourteen from three. I mean, there's one stat for you. She's shooting fifty percent from the field and fifty-seven percent from beyond the three-point line. So Good. this girl's a problem. This girl's going for triple double after triple double after triple double. But the coolest thing that I saw was actually a tweet from at its Whitney. And he said, things are changing. The comments under this Caitlin Clark post are dot, 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 good, question mark, because this is the problem we face, right? Any women's sports, any, like, obscure sport or person that we're not too fond of as the general public, we hate in the comments. But let me read you some of these comments here underneath Caitlin Clark's post. League her. 40-point triple-double in March Madness is absurd. Nah, that's Stephanie Curry. Shotty I so, love it. <laughs> Shotty's so cold. Respect. Ballish that. She's a dope player. She'll be the greatest WNBA player ever. Hermothy. What if I told you Caitlin Clark had that dog in her? So it's all positivity. Mm. So Caitlin Clark is kind of single-handedly changing the narrative. So it's just a good number five to get you back in the loop. Peep some Caitlin Clark deal. I'll peep some Caitlin Clark. I'll make sure I lock in on the women's tournament as well, the women's final four. Obviously, as I'm gearing up for this uh, men's Final Four out here in Houston, Texas. What's up for number four? Number four. Kevin Durant, Theo, makes his return tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves after missing 10 games with a sprained ankle. That is per shams. What do you think? I, I Honestly, number one, I did not think it would be this soon. I thought for some reason maybe it would be even closer to the playoffs. But what, what are we, like three, four games away from the playoffs mm-hmm. yep. now? Like, it's it's uh, it's – the NBA season really flashed by my eyes here the past two weeks. This is one thing 
I can for sure say my head has been in the sand about, especially because my favorite team, the Miami Heat, uh, middling with that seven seed again, <laughs> middling with the play-in tournament. I can't even watch the NBA right now. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. I'm excited. I'm going to tune into this game, of course. So if you don't get around to it, Theo and Houston, if you're busy, right, if you're covering for TV, if you and Ken are drinking tequila and beer or whatever you guys we got going be. on, I will be your guys' Kevin Durant plug. But t- tune into that game tonight. I know it's going to be a late one. I believe it tips off around 10 p.m. Eastern time. But Phoenix is favored in that game by at least five and a half points. So, so kind of interesting, right, see how many minutes KD plays and all that good stuff. But that's number four for you. Well, here's the one, one more interesting thing on that. Every single time Kevin Durant comes back, it feels like he comes back full strength. So, it does. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to be good tonight. I can at least say that. What, what's number three? Number three, the Conference USA in basketball is 17-1 and in the men's basketball postseason and two-thirds of the way there to the triple crown, Theo. Charlotte won the CBI. North Texas or UAB will win the NIT as both are in the final that tips on Thursday night. And FAU, of course, is one of the four that is left standing. Conference USA putting on for the city. Ken's been preaching it all season long. But if you pay attention to some of the mid-major basketball, it hasn't really been getting the respect. Boom. Here's the postseason. And here we are, 17-1, going for the triple crown. I don't know if it's ever been done before, but 17-1 this postseason, Conference USA. I got to look into that because has it been done before? Like you would assume the ACC would maybe get the NIT and the in uh, the NCAA national championship, but I would I would assume not the CBI. Like it's hard to hit a trifecta here. It's hard to even have a chance at it, and it, it does go to show what Ken Levicka has been preaching all year long is that not only is this FAU team really good and is underrated, even when they got ranked up as high as nationally 19th, uh, this whole conference as a whole has some dogs. I can't believe you got an NIT tournament with two CUSA teams facing off against each other in the final. Like that's uh that's incredible. What's that tomorrow night? That is third yeah, that is tomorrow night at I believe seven thirty tip off. And it's honestly if you if, if you don't know mid major basketball and you're not doing anything on Thursday night, tune in just to watch UAB. They have a point guard and Jordan Walker, nicknamed Jelly Walker, I mean, Jelly. he is one of the nastiest ball players at the college level that you will ever see. Jump shot so pure, has no weakness in his game per se. So tune in to watch Jelly Walker of UAB. I know it seems kind of niche, kind of obscure, but dude's a baller. Well, what I will say, too, is those two teams that are in the final for the NIT, North Texas, right, and UAB, those are the two teams that Dusty May and the guys at FAU mentioned are the teams that prep them for that Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. run. You think about Tennessee. When you think about how rough and physical of a defense that was and how they get after you, reporters in the, at the podium asked Dusty May ahead of the Tennessee game, what's the most physical team you played all year? He mentioned the mean green of North Texas as a team that they got through. They actually swept, but they were the toughest team physically that they had to get through. And then you think about the next opponent, Kansas State, Marquise Noel, yep. lighting the garden up. 20 points, 19 assists. The next night against FAU, 30 points, 11 assists. A, a true baller. Well, FAU has experience dealing with a point guard who's the literal, like, heliocentric part of the offense, who is the focal point of the offense in Jelly Walker. So that's crazy how all of that kind of ties back in, though. So. I know. I'm still all owls, as you can see. Even as you're telling me other <laughs> storylines, I can't get off the owls. I'm stuck. Oh, I know it. I know it. Hey, let's move on to number two, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's going to make you sweat a little bit. Brace yourself. Tonight, 
The Miami Heat are traveling to MSG to take on the New York Knicks. And this oh. playoff race in the East is close right now. So the Heat lost last night to the Toronto Raptors. And when I mean lose, I mean lose-lose. And the Knicks' magic number to clinch a playoff spot was four at the time. With that win, they're two. That's the magic number for these Knicks. So this game is huge, right? This is a game at MSG tonight, 7.30 tip. They win this game. The Knicks will have a little worry about clinching uh. a top six seed. So there's a lot on the line tonight in this Knicks heat game. The Knicks right now favored by four and a half. Jimmy didn't play last night. Tyler folded under the clutch moments. And, and so, so heat fans, we're a little worried right now. But this is a big one. And I'm hoping that you and Ken in Houston get a chance to, to drink a frosty one and, and a cold mug and watch our heat kind of pull it out. I hope. I don't know. This one, this one scares me. You don't even have belief, man, as you're telling me, as you're wrapping this thing up. But here's what I will say, too. There's still a little bit of magic left at Madison Square Garden. There's still a, there's still a little bit of that South Florida flair at Madison Square Garden. The last team to cut down a net and really reign victorious on a big stage in Madison Square Garden was a South Florida team in FAU when they beat Kansas State to punch their ticket to this Final Four. So, again, spinning this story back to the Owls, who I, I, I got to keep mentioning because what they did, again, historic, unprecedented. I think the Heat have a chance tonight. But, again, I, I hope. Who's playing? Is it going to be like Duncan Robinson starting at the four? Like, what, what, what are they doing? Yeah, it's been sloppy. It's been sloppy. As far as last night's Haslam lineup. Haslam might get some minutes. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, so last night's 106-92 loss was pretty bad. So the starting five last night was Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Victor Oladipo, Kevin Love, and Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent with a whopping two points, one of five, and 0 of two from behind the three. I mean, Fun. these guys were bad. These Fun. guys were bad. Oladipo, two of seven of the field, you know, one of three beyond the arc. I mean, this is probably going to be the same starting five. Kyle Lowry got 24 minutes last night. Caleb Marty with a whopping 30 minutes. I don't know what this lineup's going to look like. I don't know if Jimmy needs to play in this game, if he even can play in this game. Like I said, I'll say it again, I'm pretty nervous going into the night. 7.30 tip, make sure you're tuned in, Theo. Let's go Heat, number one. <laughs> number one. Boy, I don't really even know how to word this one, all right? I'm just going to use two words here. Fire away questions. It's not that hard to stay tuned into this guy with what he's got going on right now. But number one, Lamar Jackson's taking the cake. Oh. Theo, I mean, oh. do with it what you will. This guy's in some trouble right now. He cannot stay off of the Twitter app. He cannot stop firing off tweets and responding to people. He's kind of making it worse for himself, but if you got any questions, fire away. But I know you're pretty much tuned in on your boy Lamar. This is the thing. This is the one storyline I've been hooked on because I can't get away from it. I mean, it's, right. it's close to our hearts because he's a Boynton Beach product, South Florida guy. It's also close to us because, I mean, he is – one of the maybe seven, eight, nine game-changing quarterbacks in the NFL. He's on the open market, and nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. I don't know if owners or NFL franchises are still in the business of trying to win Super Bowls or if they're just trying to keep the bottom line where it's at or, or, or get money or, or just stay afloat or not look, be looked at as the Haslam's and what they did for Deshaun Watson, uh, giving them all that uh, money, by the way. Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. I did see a Deshaun Watson framed uh, Texans jersey in this office still. Um, so that's uh, oh, an, an interesting development here at ESPN 97.5 here in Houston. Oh, you just outed him like that, too. You just outed him like that, too. I won't say whose office it was out front of, but I did, as I was walking over to find some coffee, see a Deshaun Watson framed Texans jersey. So 
do with that info what you may. But back to Lamar Jackson. Somebody's got to give this man a guaranteed contract. Uh, the Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, recently described yep. in so many words why he doesn't think that Falcons are going to go after him. The Patriots, after Meek Mill sends a text to what was it, Robert Kraft? Yeah, yep. he texts Robert Kraft mm-hmm. saying he wants that Lamar Jackson wants to play for the Patriots. The Patriots saying today that they won't be pursuing Lamar Jackson either. Like it's 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 either collusion. Or they know something we don't know, but it, whatever it is, it's six, though. It's six. Why would that be collusion in the case of the New England Patriots? They're not paying Mac anything right now, and they still think they can win games with Mac Jones. So why hey. would you pay a guy $200-plus hey. million dollars if you don't have to with the current guy that you have right now? And what makes, makes them think they can win games with Mac Jones? It's just maybe they don't think they can win games <laughs> with Mac Jones, but they don't have to pay him his money, and they can kind of – this kid's somewhat oh, so on a leash right now. And this is, the, this is what I've been saying. Like, these teams are not in the business of trying to win championships. If you're in the business of trying to win championships, you go get an elite quarterback. They're also if he, if he's on open not in the business of driving their business model into the ground by paying a guy $250 million. It's just not something that teams are able to do, right? Typically, these teams get put in cap hell when they're giving guaranteed money away. A lot of owners have already said it, right? We're just yeah. not going to do it. So, uh, Sounds Come on, good, Lamar. Just last, just last year, everybody was falling over themselves to get Deshaun Watson, who was in a similar situation, and now we're seeing nobody do it. And, again, I don't think it's collusion in a bad way. It's not nefarious. They don't hate Lamar Jackson. But I think it's mostly to do with the fact that these NFL owners don't want to set that precedent of giving out guaranteed contracts. I, I, that's pretty much what you're saying and what I'm saying just in different ways. But you know who says it even better and who probably can shed more light on this situation is ESPN insider Mike Tannenbaum. And, and because Ken Levicka is on a flight right now, headed with the FAU Owls to Houston, Texas, to meet me so we can get some drinks up and, of course, cover and watch the Owls run in the Final Four, we have a pre-recorded conversation that he had with Mike T. And you got to know that Lamar Jackson was one of the hot topics in this one. So when we come back, some insight from, from, from a real NFL insider, Mike T, who can tell you maybe exactly why this Lamar Jackson situation is playing out the way it is, as well as just a little bit of owl love still. So when Ken LaVica Live returns, Ken LaVica and Mike Tannenbaum, and they'll be talking heavily on our guy from Boynton Beach, Lamar Jackson. This is Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Owl Watch is presented by Duffy's, Ready Sports Drink, Rachel's Palm Beach, Good Greek Moving and Storage, and Celsius. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Joining us every week is our football insider. He is Mike Tannenbaum. You see him all over ESPN. Former Jets GM, former Dolphins boss, and he is with us on Ken Levick Alive. And uh, Mike, I, I, I let me let me lay out here what I believe uh, to be the Lamar Jackson situation. So he comes out yesterday on social media on Twitter and says, "Yeah, I requested a trade March second. It seems to me that because there's no movement, we haven't heard anything. There obviously hasn't been a team that's tried to take advantage of the." A restricted franchise tag. There's no team that has really made a significant move to try and acquire him. This almost seems like a little bit of desperation on Lamar Jackson's part, making public that, hey, yeah, look over here. I requested a trade. Uh, react to this. How, what do you make of that? 
Yeah, Ken, it's interesting. You know, I think um, that tweet could have gone out like a month ago because maybe other teams just didn't realize, like, it had gotten so, you know, such animosity because, you know, be it the Saints with Derek Carr or the Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe there would have been some other teams interested. But the fact that um, that tweet went out so far into free agency, like, I thought the whole thing was odd, but certainly the timing of it was odd to me. If he requested a trade March 2nd, and the franchise tag was placed on him March 7th. Uh, that, that makes it become clear that there is a, a major rift here, at least in my opinion, that the Ravens just basically sort of ignored the request for a trade. It, would Lamar Jackson potentially sit out the season? Well, we got to be clear about a couple of things. He didn't need their permission. He's a franchise player, so he could go get a deal and then work out a negotiation between that new team and the Ravens. You know, that happened with Devontae Adams a year ago. So, so you know, part of it, I think, really, to me, kind of has to do with him not having an agent because I think some of this could have actually started at the Combine where players, excuse me, agents and teams start looking at, you know, what's going to be available in the market. So he didn't necessarily need the Ravens' uh, permission in as much as he needed another team that was interested in him so it's clear that there are whether it's it's the right thing or not there are teams that are not willing to negotiate with lamar jackson because they're afraid of the amount of money based on the deshaun watson contract with the browns everything that we've discussed prior so let me have you put your your front office hat on again uh, you're the Ravens GM. You're in that front office. How are you dealing with Lamar Jackson here moving forward uh, to at least patch things up to a point where, hey, we can have a serviceable relationship and then revisit this down the road? Yeah, I would just tell him how much he's needed, how much we want him. I would try to get something done sooner than later, Ken, because of uh, with the offseason program, they have a new OC and Todd Munkin from the University of Georgia. So... Getting something done is important. I think a compromise right here is like a three-year fully guaranteed deal where both sides can claim victory. It's not Deshaun Watson's you know, $230 million deal, but it does give him a fully guaranteed contract, which is something that's been really important to him. But you know, reportedly, you know, they were upwards of $200 million in guarantees, injury guarantees um, on their last offer a year ago. So I do think the Ravens would love to get something done. Was it the right move for Lamar Jackson to go public with the trade request? I, 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 don't, I don't think so necessarily. I, I don't know how that's going to help get things done. I think not having an agent made sense initially. You could come out of the draft and certainly make that case. But I think now, given the complexities of dealing with another team, an offer sheet, look, he's a great player. He's an MVP. But I could just tell you, like, it used to be me and a whole bunch of other people that worked on this all day, every day, like, some of these things can get complicated, and that's why I, I would think that and he would be well-served using an agent you know, at this period of time. Mike Tannenbaum with us here on ESPN 106.3. He is our football insider, Ken Levick, alive. Uh, how, do you, how do you view Lamar Jackson right now? We've been discussing just sort of everybody's outlook on this situation. Uh, I, I have great sympathy for Lamar Jackson, but it does feel like He's just a man who's in a tough spot and doesn't have the resources to help himself. How do you view Lamar Jackson? As a great player that deserves to get paid. Um, but like in anything, Ken, there's give and take. And 
it's not going to be a perfect deal for him. It's not going to be a perfect deal for the Ravens. You know, candidly, the other thing that's like going on, like from my point of view, is like some deal fatigue. You know, it just it just seems like yeah. there's deal fatigue going on from a standpoint of, uh, you know, this has been going on for a couple of years. I'm sure, you know, he's human. It's probably wearing him down, understandably so. Uh, I've spent the last six days in New York City. FAU was up there for the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight, and I kept making the joke. Probably ran it into the ground, to be quite honest. Hey, I beat Aaron Rodgers here. Uh, and, and so... Hey, are, are the Packers are the Packers being too petty, not going ahead and just getting the deal done with the Jets? Are they doing the right thing, just sort of slow walking this? No, I think they're uh, doing the right thing. They they want to maximize value for for their franchise, and this is a great player. He's in a contract with them, and uh, I, I I think they're doing the right thing. You know, they need to maximize value for him. And uh, by the way, Ken, congratulations for you, to you and everybody at FAU. It's a remarkable story. Uh, you know, I'm a Boca resident, um, and uh, I am jumping on the bad wagon with two <laughs> feet. I'm a big, big fan of uh, Tom Herman and what they're going to be doing over at football. And this is a great time for you and the whole FAU community. Trust me when I tell you, there is no limit to this bandwagon. You are more than welcome to uh, to, to jump aboard here. Uh, you're, you're Brian Gutekunst. You are you are you're dealing with the Jets. You have Aaron Rodgers. You're now trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, but maximize value. What are you hoping to or trying to get from the Jets ultimately in a trade? I want a two this year and a two next year that could go to a one if he plays sixty percent more of the snaps and um, the Jets go to the playoffs. Okay, okay. I think that's. I think that's uh, legitimately fair. Uh, what did you make of Brian Gutekunst revealing that, hey, I tried to get a hold of Aaron Rodgers. I tried to get a hold of Aaron Rodgers. I tried to get a hold of Aaron Rodgers. We couldn't contact him. We just sort of decided that he did, wasn't interested, wanted to move on. I find that to be extremely annoying from an Aaron Rodgers standpoint because he constantly is making himself out to look like the victim. And I told him to give me time, told him to give me time. I've let him know it was clear that I wasn't wanted any longer based on things I heard, but they couldn't tell me directly. How annoying at times is Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, it's really disappointing. There's no way that Brian Gutekunst didn't do that. There's no way he's lying. There's no way he's coming out publicly to say they reach out to him, and it's really disappointing. Like Aaron Rodgers, you're you're the most important guy in the Packer organization. Just call him up and say, "Hey, it's time to move on." But like, not to return his call that that's awfully disappointing. Mike McDaniel said yesterday at uh, with the collection of NFL head coaches. He said yesterday, talking with the media, "Hey, we we gave the fifth year option to Tua." Uh, that means we have confidence in him. That means he's our guy. Uh, there's no reason to pursue a player like Lamar Jackson. Knowing the Dolphins, knowing how they operate, do you buy that 100%? Yeah, I, look, what you, that, that, that option is fully guaranteed. So he's there. So you don't need to hear it from Mike McDaniel. You just go by what you see. Um, and Kimberly, I was a little surprised by the timing of it. Um, but obviously they feel really good about him. So once you, it's different. The fifth-year option used to be guaranteed just for injury. It's fully guaranteed. So this is a two-year marriage. Again, I didn't have to hear from the head coach, but once that transaction was announced, that's everything you know I needed to hear. Yeah, it's just about connecting the dots. Uh, speaking of marriage, you have a car marriage. You love a Greco Chevy. If you could tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, talk about jumping on a bandwagon. Come <laughs> on board to Greco Chevrolet. They're always in my final four. Uh, great car selection, good service, 
fair pricing, conveniently located on Federal Highway in Delray Beach, Greco Chevrolet. Mike, you're the man. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, go win a ring.